<laughs> hey, you know what we're going to do today? We're going to change it all around. We're going to throw people. We're going to throw people. They're not going to know what the hell's going on because wow, we're going to we're do gonna, Wait, are we going to talk about coffee? Yeah, yeah, we're going to talk right about coffee uh, right now. No way. Any prevarication, pro-barrication, and other words I can invent, we're just going to get into it. Do you know everyone on YouTube says that? If you, oh, it really annoys me. It just really annoys me. The guys on YouTube, you can watch a YouTube video, and they go, hey, we're going to get right into it. And you think, great, they're going to get right into it. And then they sort of say all the time, they go on for five minutes about how they're not going to talk. They, they, we hate videos that just don't talk. You know, they, just, they don't get into it. So we're going to get right into it. Right now, we're going to get going. Yes, Pre precisely from now, now. We're going to talk about it right now. now. Right now, without any more, without any yeah. more talk, Absolutely. without any more because around the like, We're going to get yeah. right into it. We're going to yeah. get right on it. It's all going to be about coffee right now. Absolutely. Because we don't like when people talk about the, how, how they... We're not going to be like uh, one of those other channels, Max, where no. they just talk about other things first. Never. We're all about Never. the coffee. Absolutely. <laughs> always, we've always done that. We've always done that. I mean, to be honest, how could anyone think that we don't talk about coffee? Because we, we always talk about coffee all the time. All like podcast. 100% coffee 100% of the time. That's my new tagline. 100% coffee 100% of the time. Good. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And actually, we've got something kind of special today because it's a decaf. Oh, did I give that away? Should I have made a big? Should I built that up into something? Big? Ah, you should have. Just threw it out there. I threw it out there. Like I just, I just I, broke it. I made a flower. You made a flower, and you took a poop on it. <laughs> I should have made some. I should have made some of this actually, and, and slurped it loudly on the uh, on the show. I but, just said uh, loud what, what you should have thought, and you thought what you should have said loud. I know, I know. I don't take my headphones off because you know what? I put these headphones, I can't hear you. You're not coming through my headphones. <laughs> and then I'm talking and I'm kind of interpreting what you're saying because I can just about hear you, but I can't really. Uh, uh, but just I because I'm, I'm Italian, I just equal it a lot. Well, I blame my IT department. Oh, that's okay. Well, you, uh, you are your own IT department. It's me. <laughs> yeah. That's <laughs> <laughs> okay. One of these days, I, I should go back. I want to listen to those, to the, the podcasts that I do listen to on a regular basis where everything's so professional. I want to go back. But, you know, they've done hundreds of episodes or like thousands of episodes. I want to go back and listen to that first. And because I want to get an idea of, of how long it's going to be that we continue to stop <laughs> <laughs> until I get my act together. You, you know, actually, there are bands around the world that uh, even after 30, or, uh, no, 40 years playing, like the NoFX, they, they still suck live and they, they, make, uh, they make a statement about it. Uh-huh. Saying I, said, I heard they suck like I could turn our suck into a future. Yes, they, they do that. Except that they don't really suck when they when they lie. They, they, they actually they kick ass. Ah. But they, you know, they they kind of play with the thing that oh we're terrible when we're live and actually not really good. Ah. No, I think that that was the way we were gonna talk about coffee right away and we I already know, exactly. we fooled our audience once again. I, They're gonna keep they keep coming back though. Because they keep believing us. Yeah, I lured you into it. See, I, uh, I knew it was all my, part of my master plan. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so yeah. So today, we're going to talk about something very strange for you. Yeah, well, it is strange for me. I actually cannot remember. I cannot honestly remember ever. I think, I mean, I know I had decaf once, 
but it's mm-hmm. sort of like a, a memory that may have been somebody else, or it may have been a movie I watched where they had decap in the movie, or it might have been me. Uh, but but really, I I I I could not speak to decap in in any shape or form. I couldn't say what I had when I had it, if I had it, if I didn't have it, what it tasted like. All I knew is it's not a manly drink. It's a drink for women <laughs> uh, or very small men. And uh-huh. uh, that's that's basically my opinion of decaf. Uh, I like to to walk into a coffee shop uh, with my with my shirt buttons undone, uh-huh. uh, exposing my manly chest, and if necessary, beat it a few times to demonstrate <laughs> my testosterone surging bloodstream. And, uh, and they, the word, so. they know. They look at me, and they know I'm a man's man that will drink a man's espresso, and that's mm. never a decaf. Yes. Uh, so I'm going to change my <laughs> entire point of view because this is a good decaf. I know. <laughs> is, stick the, is stick something over the word decaf so nobody knows. And yeah. good <laughs> Yeah, true. I get that. Uh, you know, normally you, you have these, uh, you know, people dissing decafs all the time. You have, uh, oh, it's like going to McDonald's and ask for uh, for a salad. But they do salads. Okay, that's not fair, though. The McDonald's salads suck. Still, they make salads. <laughs> they do make salads. <laughs> or it's like going and take a shower with a, with, with a raincoat on. Well, they, I think they, they make their salads as a punishment uh, mm-hmm. for you not ordering their burgers. Yes. You go there, you try to do the right thing, then you realize how disgusting the right thing is, and you go mm-hmm. back to eating their burgers. It's just yeah. a con. <laughs> it's just, Allegedly. I, I want to healthy now. Do you really? Ah, here you go. So, yeah. Anyway, decaf. So, first of all, why does nobody like decaf? They don't know any better. They're like me. They didn't know any better. Uh-huh. You know, up here like a little girly, girly coffee drinker, unless you, of course, you're a girl. But, um, but, uh, but no, I, I, I honestly think that decaf got a bad rap. And I was wondering about this, like, why has it got a bad rap? And I uh-huh. think, I think, uh, yes. and it was hard for me, but I, I sat down and gave it a real try. But I think that uh, there's a lot of bad connotations associated with decaf and chemical processing. And I even, uh, as it happens, and this is a total coincidence, mm-hmm. but I, there's even a story uh, this week, AKA last week, 21 you're hearing this, probably last week, uh, on our website about a number of big name brands getting sued in the US for using uh, inappropriate chemicals uh, mm-hmm. in their decaf process. And I'm gonna say, I'm going to say, I'm going to make up a name. I'm going to say it very quickly so no one knows that I don't really know what the name of it is. But they use something like methylene chloride or chlorine or methyl chlorine or methyl something. It's got the name methyl in there, so we know it's bad. Uh, because I think that's the same thing they use for for, for psychopathic drug uh, taking as well. Uh, was that methamphetamine? Yeah. Often they use methamphetamines in their decaf coffee. Did you mean uh, by any transchloroform <laughs> or uh, dichloroform? It's a different kind of rush. Yeah. You, I'm going to just put it out there. Maybe you meant uh, dichloromethane or chloro and chloroform. I, I really chloroform. No, I tell you what I, I tell you what I meant. 
I'll tell you what I meant because I have a book. I'm telling you, you meant dichloromethane. I don't know. It's, it's a, there's a methane. I think it's a methane and there's a chlorine. And How many chlorines? So if you put them together. How, how many chlorines? Oh, you mean, you're, I've got it here. It's methylene chloride. Is that what you said? Chloroform. Is that what chloroform is? Yeah. Huh. Okay. So it has the opposite effect. It puts you to sleep. Uh, let me see. Methylene chloride, chloroform. Oh no, sorry, it's dichloromethane. Methylene chloride is two two chlorides. So it's. Uh, Thank God you're not in charge of the, the decaffeination process. <laughs> I was suggesting for the beginning. It's dichloromethane. Uh, it's perfectly fine to use it. Well, maybe in smaller amounts. I don't know. This is something like, they don't think so. They think it's carcinogenic. It's been uh, banned. Uh, it's yeah. been banned from a lot of things, but but not by the Food and Drug Agency for coffee yeah. decaffeination. Exactly. For different I'm reasons. I'm not sure if the lawsuit is baseless. Since it's not against the law, uh, but most of the time, yeah, I don't know. So hmm? most of the times, the, the lawsuits are baseless. So dichloromethane is very convenient for the, the decaffeination process because it's a very uh, hydrophobic compound, so it does not mix with water, uh -huh. and it evaporates at the speed of light. Caffeine is a, is a hydrophobic compound as well. So if you, if you wash the coffee with dichloromethane, you will extract all of the um, non... Um, uh, sorry, all of the hydrophobic material, all the, the hydrophobic compounds into the dichloromethane that will go, uh -huh. will settle at the bottom of the water uh -huh. and will not mix with water at all. So if you have uh -huh. any sort of water in your, in your coffee or in your whatever, you will take it off and then you can separate that from the water and the coffee and then evaporate the dichloromethane and you have your caffeine purified in there with a little okay. bit of the other stuff that comes through with it. The problem I'm with the chloromethane I'm just going to I'm just going to pause you for a second cuz I'm going to turn down your volume. Sure. I think I might hold on a second cuz you look very very you look hot. Hold on one second. Well, thank you. <laughs> How do I turn you down? I have to do that. Turn me down gently, please. Oh crap, hold on. Hmm. You might need to turn yourself down. Oh, that's gonna be interesting. I don't know. I can you, can you can you try turning yourself down? I can turn the microphone away from the from my face. Is it better? Uh, I don't know. Let's give it a go. Let's just give that a go. Um so, so I mean you make mid stride. So yeah, you were saying. I was saying dichloromethane is very convenient. So if you do the classic high school uh, caffeine extraction from coffee, what you do is you, you brew your coffee, you have your water with the coffee inside it, then you mix it with dichloromethane, shake it, shake it, shake it, and then you will have two phases. Uh, at the bottom, you will have the dichloromethane with all of the hydrophobic material, all of the hydrophobic compounds, that will want to go into the hydrophobic uh, bit, into uh -huh. the hydrophobic liquid, instead of yep. the water. 
Then you separate the two phases. So you get the dichloromethane out that contains all the caffeine. And you have the, the decaffeinated coffee on the other side. And they do not mix together. So you have this is absolutely safe. Plus, being a very volatile compound, uh, compound dichloromethane, it's easy to evaporate it. And the same goes with coffee. If you wash it with dichloromethane, it's an inert compound. It doesn't react with the coffee mainly. And uh, <clears throat> you can wash the coffee off and get, uh, the, get the hydrophobic materials out of the coffee. Okay. Hydrophobic materials, meaning caffeine mainly, but you will also take some of the fats, some of the, um, some of the flavors as well. That's one yeah. of the because when you do an extraction, you, you will extract anything that goes into that phase. And that means that you will take some of the volatiles, some of the smells, some of the aromas away from it. Right. And that's why you can have a problem in there. There are different processes for, uh, for, for uh, uh, the decaffeination, but the dichloromethane is, uh, is, is perfectly fine. It's just not very environmentally friendly, and that's a different story. But from well, a food perspective, it's perfectly safe. Well, I've been reading, I've been reading up on this. And yeah. also, because we're going to talk about the, this particular coffee, uh, coming from Clifton Coffee Roasters, based out in Bristol. Now, my sister, who lives sort of down that way, I think drives through that area, knows quite well, says it's a very posh area. So if Clifton are listening to this, we should, uh, we should improve uh, our accents a little bit, Max, um, because it's right. from a very well, well healed, as we like so to say. We have to take a bath, not a bath. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm, yeah. A glass of water. Oh, yeah. Uh, but no, they're very well healed. Uh, and uh, I had a look at them. So if, if anybody didn't know how this works yet, uh, they just think I'm picking roasters at random. Uh, that's not true. There's a complex methodology that I follow. Uh, yeah. when identifying the next roaster that we go through on our list. Um, it's called the alphabetic system. Yes. And it starts with the A's and then moves down through to the Z's or Z's for our American uh, colleagues. <laughs> so, um, so <laughs> you know what? I, annoyingly, when I was living, I actually went to school in America for five years. I was over there. Wow. And yeah, yeah. I, I told him that. No, and I was in the Midwest too, and they were lovely people, and they are lovely people. I still stay in touch with them. They're amazing people out in Iowa. And, uh, and I used to always lord over them with my proper English, and someone pointed out to me, I can't remember who it was, that actually the way the English language has mutated, yeah. uh, many of the words the Americans had are the original spelling and, and pronunciation yeah. And we've mutated over in England. They've actually got the originals. In many cases, the Americanism, the American version of the English is actually more English than the English version. Mm. We won't tell them that. That's they're garbage. More superior. Uh, That's garbage to me. <laughs> I think the example used was aluminium or aluminum, as they say over there. That was one example where uh, the original. Uh, um, don't, no, 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 not allowed to go down a rabbit hole. No, we're talking right? about decaffeinated coffee. Yes, but uh, you're talking to an Italian, and it, it, tr trust me, in Latin, it's aluminio. Uh-huh. So it's got two L and N-I-U. All right, we're going to dedicate a podcasting series 
uh, to the word aluminium or aluminum and go through the history in detail. Uh, <laughs> say, that say. is going to be a hot potato. Uh, you're definitely going to not want to miss that one. We'll keep it down to, to no more than, say, 90 episodes. Uh, at least, at least uh, uh, we need to, to slice it properly. <laughs> but so, we were talking about decaffeination process. I, 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 I want to say something because I want to sound smart too. You've said all the science stuff. Dude, I've got a PhD in chemistry. <laughs> <laughs> You've been desperate to have somebody to espouse your chemistry knowledge to. <laughs> No, okay, so, but this is interesting because, okay, and I was talking about Clifton Roasters. Mm -hmm. If you go to their website, uh, lo and behold, I mean, I did not, this is, oh, just, I sound so smart, but I did not do anything smart. I, I happened to, I was on the seas of my, my complex methodology of al alphabetical um, <laughs> uh, picking of coffee roasters, and I was on the seas and, uh, and grabbed Clifton. Mm -hmm. And uh, and uh, and then and because we were talked about doing decaf, I think your wife has suggested it. Yes, and I thought that's that's so crazy. Like I never would have thought of doing something so utterly ridiculous. So that sounds fantastic. We'll do that. And then uh, and then and then sort of the, the Clifton. Oh, do they do a decaf? Yes, they do. Grabbed it. Didn't think anything else about it. Went back and looked at their website. And these guys I are great. About them, I, I, think, I mean, you know what? These guys yeah, are great. Guys, you know how I'm big into. Well, first of all, I'm big into companies that actually give a damn about where they're buying their coffee from, yeah. and uh, and so these guys actually go down to the detail uh, of not just saying where and who they're buying the coffee from, but mm -hmm. also talk uh, in rough terms about the premium they pay for the coffee. And the projects that they get involved in, like hey, yeah, you know, we need to build a school. And yeah, that's why I thought you went for, for the whole thing. Uh, so it was just uh, serendipity. It was total serendipity, well, uh, which is a sesquipedalian. So we don't want to confuse our friends here with 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 long words. Uh, but uh, <laughs> our, our 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 foreign audience, uh, we actually have people. Because I look at it, we have people like from Lebanon and. And and I want to say strange places, but 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 places that I'm thinking, why on earth are they listening to our show? <laughs> God bless you, we love you, and thank you. But but you know, is it was it an accident? <laughs> you know, it's, it's, this is not about Microsoft. Uh, so <laughs> so uh, so yeah. Anyway, so we went through so the amazing, amazing details that they go into. So then I'm thinking, I wonder if, um, I wonder if they they talk about their their decaffeination process mm -hmm. because there's uh, at least four different ways that I've read about. Uh, they're all very sciencey, so I had to read them several times. Uh, and and you know, and then mouth the words independently, um, and uh, to get an understanding, and and they did. So they have this, uh, they have this whole breakdown of their decaffeination process. They obviously, take it very seriously. Um, and they say that they, so they started off by saying that they do use a solvent, and I went, oh God, it's going to like conflict with that whole story that we got going on about the lawsuit and about the methyl chloride. You know, it's, I don't know, whatever that stuff is, dangerous stuff. 
And uh, but it's not actually what they use is is coffee beans using a solvent. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm just reading down here. Uh, <laughs> then it says the decaffeination agent to actually say the agent use is called ethyl acetate. Yeah. And then in brackets, for idiots like me, they say known as alcohol. Uh, well, really, no, it's an acetate. Otherwise, it would be alcohol. Well, it's an ethyl alcohol. Yeah. Whatever that is. Isn't that what you run cars on? You can run cars on that? Yeah, it's flammable. Uh, you can run cars on pretty much anything. It's just... Yeah, my godfather built a car that ran on booze. He actually built his own car, and it ran on... And, and then he had a... He was in Ireland, and he had a... He had hooch. He made a legal hooch. Then uh, <laughs> it was uh, in the car. Or put in your car. <laughs> in Ireland, they call it pochine, and it's mm -hmm. made uh, it's made with potato peels and things like that because it's it's cheap and available. Uh, so yeah, they had a still running, and and you could either drink the stuff or he put it in his car. But anyway, so is it is it that sort of alcohol? No, it's uh, so it's an acetate. So it's ethyl acetate. It's not uh, ethyl alcohol, which is ethanol, literally ethanol. Uh -huh. Acetate, uh, it's, uh, it's got a, a substitution. Uh, so you have um, uh, you have an acetate group, uh, a CH group. Uh -huh. Anyway, it's more hydrophobic than ethanol. So it's right. uh, it's got a similar hydrophobicity factor to um, to dichloromethane. It's actually probably slightly more hydrophobic than yeah. that. Um, which means that it, it's, uh, it's tailored for, um, tailored. It's more, uh, it's got a higher affinity for more hydrophobic, uh, compounds. So what you, when you wash the coffee, what you extract with it, your profile is going to be slightly different. Uh-huh. The, the basic thing that we, we, sh we should always remember is, uh, whenever you extract Caffeine, you will always have byproducts. So you will always extract other stuff with it. And that will be either some of the uh, volatile compounds, which are the aromas, whatever you smelling, all of the fruity smells and uh, the, some of the fats, they will be taken out. Mm -hmm. And that's why historically, uh, decaf coffee was not good. Didn't have the flavors, right? That makes a lot of sense. Well, to start with, Consider that the previous uh, the previous coffees that people would drink, what what were they? They were blends, dark roasted to make espresso and make crema. You take away the you, you wash it with a solvent. You take uh -huh. away, you take away all the fats. Basically, you just it's like you wash it with soap, really. Right. Take away all the fats, so the coffee will never make crema, and it will taste disgusting because it doesn't have anything left in it. Got you. Because the point in the, at that point, the, the, the idea was to remove the caffeine only. Just remove the caffeine, whatever it takes. At any cost, get rid of the exactly. caffeine. It's coffee, they'll drink it. Yes. Plus, how much can you charge for coffee? Because you have, you have to think in industrial terms. How much can you charge for coffee? Coffee, that one is cheap as chips. Right. It really costs peanuts. And that makes it impossible to make it a very expensive one. You can't you can't justify uh, uh, illy coffee uh, that costs. Oh, uh, all the flavor, it's very hard to justify a high price. 
Exactly. No, 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 no. Before that. So oh. you have to budget before and then you do what you want to do. So you think, okay, I have uh, I have Illy coffee. I normally charge five pounds for, uh, for, for uh, half a kilo. Roughly. I, I don't know. I'm just bold, throwing it there. It's a little, it's more. Uh, I charge 10 pounds per, per half a kilo. Um, if I want to make uh, a good decaf, I have to, to implement these many more uh, steps in uh-huh. my, my process. How much are they going to cost me? So I have to implement the dichloromethane wash. I have to implement, if I want to do it right, I have to find the right solvent, which is expensive. Dichloromethane itself is expensive and it's very expensive to get rid of it because it's a chlorinated solvent. Is it reusable? No. You can reuse it, but uh, I mean, you're going to saturate it with caffeine. So you have to extract the caffeine, you have to recirculate it, and basically you, you have to distill it again. Well, I know not, that they do do that with certain yeah. persons because they reuse the caffeine for things like putting into soda pops. Yes, you can do that, but then redistilling the, the dichloromethane is a very expensive. Uh, it's a very expensive method. It's a very expensive routine, which is not economically viable. Right. Well, let's very, talk, talk a little bit about the, a couple of other methods because yes. the, so the yeah, method yeah. They, they use here. I tell you why it's interesting. Uh, well, it's interesting because because it tasted good, right? Yes. So number one, whatever they're doing, the uh-huh. flavor's still there. And we'll talk about the kind of flavors they've got in there in a minute. But, oh, yeah. uh, but I love the way they describe this. So here's what they I'm going to read it word for word, verbatim, as they mm-hmm. say in Latin. Uh, the decaffeination agent we use is called ethyl acetate, also known as ethyl alcohol, and is derived from a mix of acetic acid, brackets mm-hmm. vinegar, and a natural extract distilled from sugarcane, blackberries, beets, or sometimes grapes. Mm-hmm. And so basically, they're using um, an agent to extract out the caffeine that is, I mean, I won't say it's natural, but it's less, it feels to me like a complete layman, like less chemical than, than yeah, okay, but it's less <laughs> chemical. I mean, look, they've, used like, they've said things like blackberry and sugar cane. Yeah. You ferment them and you obtain yeah. that. And yeah. you mix it with ethanol and you have ethyl acetate. So what so they do is they, they, the, they, 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 uh, they steam them to open okay. the pores. Yeah. Then they rinse them in the ethyl acetate repeatedly, and that removes the caffeine. Yeah. And then they're, uh, they're dried and it's sealed with a natural wax. Uh, so that sounds really, frankly, amazing and an awful lot of trouble to go to for the eight quid, uh, which is about, I don't know, less than $10 that we paid for this thing. And that's precisely what, where I was leading. With the, when, when you think about how to process all of these, how much are they charging for these? Well, it's eight pounds for, what, 250 grams. Yeah. You can't afford to charge eight pounds. You couldn't. Back then, back in the days, you couldn't afford to charge eight pounds for 250 grams of coffee because nobody would buy it. You would well, be out of I've been reading in this book about a couple of different processes, and it, it sort of backs up what you said about this um, this this particular process, where uh, it was actually really interesting. I had to read it a couple of times because uh, <laughs> it was it was quite it was quite. 
sophisticated. Um, <laughs> and said, and I was talking about the carbon dioxide process, mm-hmm. where I think this is one that the, the one of the systems that is used by industrial coffee makers because yes. it, it really is expensive and it only works on scale. But check it out; it's it's pretty cool. They basically condense or compress carbon dioxide, mm-hmm. and then the compressed carbon dioxide. Um, which turns into a liquid, I think, right? So when it's compressed, it turns into a liquid. Yes, it's a, it's called supercritical fluid extraction. Yeah, uh, that's just what I was about to say. Supercritical, whatever. Yes, it was. it's what a very saying. common technique. It's very it's very it's used very often. Well, you have liquid CO two, which is uh, which is kept at around uh, thirty to forty degrees, so it's quite yeah. warm. It's not cold. And um, it's uh, it's at uh, I think it liquefies at a, t- at a pressure of about twenty thirty bar. Uh huh. Probably. Probably. Uh, it's anyway under high pressure. And what you do is uh, you just re- you put everything into under pressure. You rinse with uh, with liquid CO two, and then the CO two brings everything away. It's always the same process. It's just. Um, but the key thing that they say here. Mm-hmm. Is that you're absolutely right? That's exactly what they say you do. But the key thing and the benefit is that it extracts caffeine without extracting flavor molecules. Well, uh, which one? CO two. Uh, yeah, the CO two doesn't extract flavor molecules. I, I, I'm not too sure about it because you you will extract. Uh... Compare that to this other process called yes. the Swiss water process, and apparently mm-hmm. this is the process that a lot of uh, single origin speciality type coffees are yeah. subjected to when they are decaffeinated. Mm-hmm. This one I have to read a little bit from the book because it was it was kind of a little bit complicated and I had to look at it twice and think, really, wait a minute, did that just do what I thought it did? And it's kind of funky. So basically under the Swiss water process, uh, they they wash and heat slightly the beans. They sort of start mm-hmm. the basically start the brewing process um, effectively. Uh, and then the the flavors, as well as the caffeine, leaches into the water. So you're basically brewing the coffee, and you're losing the flavor, but you're also losing the caffeine. And then what they do is they pass that liquid through a carbon filter, which is designed, I guess, to be a, at a certain uh, a certain size where uh, it captures only the caffeine molecules. I think caffeine molecules are quite large. So it'll capture only the caffeine molecules. Not that large. Well, I I said I actually made that bit up because I thought I'd sound (laughs) smart. And also, because if it's filtered, if the filter is there to catch the caffeine molecules and nothing else, you'd figure Mm -hmm. they'd have to be, oh, wait, would that be smaller? No, they'd have to be larger. It's not a a physical filter. It's activated charcoal, so it will just absorb stuff. Oh, well, that goes to show what I know. So, <laughs> Thank God my life doesn't depend on science. Uh, so anyway, so anyway, the they they uh, the captures of caffeine. So the result is uh, flavorless caffeine-free beans and yep. a tank of caffeinated flavored water, right? Yeah. And the water is called green coffee extract, or mm-hmm. GCE, if you don't want to say green coffee extract a lot mm-hmm. during. Uh, the GCE is composed of the same oils and other flavor molecules as uh, regular green beans, just without the caffeine. So here's where it gets really funky. And this is why I have to read it a couple of times. 
So through the process of osmosis, which, as we all know from science, is where magic happens. <laughs> but uh, I realized as I was going to start to explain that I hadn't prepared how to explain osmosis. I kind of know it in my head, but I don't know. Something uh, that has a high concentration will tend to to go uh, to migrate into into another place that uh, that has a lower concentration. That's exactly how I was thinking about it. So uh, so the flavorless. So then what you do is you throw the flavorless beans away. So you've just got the GCE, right? Then what you do is you take new beans Uh with the caffeine with the caffeine in them. And you put the uh, GCE over that. You wash them in the GCE. And because there's no caffeine in that in the GCE, but it's expecting to have caffeine, it's like, I need my caffeine, baby. Mm-hmm. It takes the caffeine, it pulls the caffeine out yeah. of the caffeinated beans, but leaves all the flavor in. Yeah. How clever is that? That's actually very cool. It's a very cool system. It's it's not that new, to be honest. It's uh, it, it was used uh, for the higher end uh, decaffeinated coffees uh, because it's more expensive, obviously, because you have more wastage to prepare, right. especially to prepare the GCE. Um, that is uh, at least older than me in high school because I remember my chemistry teacher explaining to us uh, the various processes and. Uh, this was one of the options, which was the least used because it's more expensive. And at the time, there was no third-wave coffee. So that's why it was yeah. only by higher end, like, for example, hard coffee. It's a famous one in Italy, which is a high-end. Which was uh, called? Hag, H-A-G. Hmm, okay. Which is a, a high-end, decaf- was a high-end decaffeinated coffee, uh, which was okay. Uh, and then there was the, you know, the Nescafe. There was uh, Ely as well. I think Ely used to use um, uh, Swiss water, but I'm not too sure. I might mm-hmm. be wrong. But in general, what what it boils down to, typically, ah, boils is, down to is either the Swiss the Swiss water, which is a, a very clever system, but uh, I I would take that with a pinch of salt because it's got limitations as well. Right. Because you, basically, what you do is you brew coffee, then you take the caffeine out, and then you, you, you brew coffee in coffee. Right, right, so exactly. There's a lot of potential for uh, for things to go wrong and for uh, compound com- uh, some some of the compounds to start breaking down and start um, adding different flavors, which is Max, uh, yes. If something I've ever learned in life is that there is always a potential for something to go wrong. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, that is, that is a motto to live by. You're actually looking for trouble. Sorry. So can I can I can I just hold this up to the microphone? Can you smell that? Yeah, it's uh, that? it's uh, uh, s- s- wait wait wait. I got it. I got it. I got it. Ah. Uh, so uh, this is better. the this is the this is the tasting notes of this uh, Clifton Coffee Roasters Colombia Bella Vista Decaf. Yes, and uh, and like I say, so it's the well. The tasting notes are toffee, cashew nut, citrus, sugarcane, and I, and obviously the thing to do is to stick a label over the decaf so no one knows you're drinking decaf. Uh, <laughs> I reckon that would work, and mm-hmm. I should know 
I should know because uh, in uh, when I was 16 and I was allowed to buy a moped for the first time, uh, I went to London because I was living on a farm in Wales. And um, I went to London, told my mom, I took a train down there, went to London to buy a moped, uh, but I didn't. Uh, of course, I bought a 200cc Kawasaki and I got the shop to put a 50 decal on the side. This is back in the day when, you know, uh, people could break the law and it was okay. Mm-hmm. And uh, they put a 50 decal on the side. And for the best part of a year, uh, I rode that motorbike illegally, obviously, mm-hmm. uh, around Wells. And my mother had absolutely no idea that this uh, huge 200cc motorcycle was a 50. Yeah, I couldn't have done that because my, my dad was a keen uh, motorbike rider. So, Oh, yeah? <laughs> he would have known better. You would have known yeah, better. Yeah, he would have known better. <laughs> so this, but this, I'm, I'm just smelling it here because uh, it smells great. And that was the first good sign. When I opened it up, a little bit, you know, a bit of trepidation, a little bit of not sure what to expect. <laughs> And I actually had to you. I remember having to probe you to, to, to try it. Well, I was degassing them because they yeah, had roasted yeah, them. Yeah. They had roasted them. These are roasted on the 20th of August. So mm-hmm. we had to wait a week uh, before yeah. for before tasting it. And by the way, a little bit awkward, Max, but uh, did I also buy you another bag from Clifton or did I only buy that for myself? No? No, no. I okay. didn't come. I will deny <laughs> I bought, I, I bought another bag from them for yes. me. I bought two bags. In them. But I think part of that was because I'd run out and I didn't want to be like purely decaf. And I was worried that the decaf was going to be horrible. So I bought two bags from them. I had it. And I can't remember I what it. the other one was. It was. Uh, I have it here. Oh, did it's I tell a, you? Of course you sent me. Oh, you're right. I bought the Burundi. Yeah, Burundi. You're not looking at the camera. I'm actually doing sarcasm thing here. Yeah, no, no. I, yeah. yeah I bought no, Burundi. Burundi. So the Burundi was great uh, as was well. There was uh, a lot of strawberry there. Oh, and, wait, wait, wait. So I did buy it for you. Yeah, you did. Oh, well, we can't talk about it. We've got to talk about We've got to have a show for that. Oh, yeah. Okay. Fine. All right. <laughs> so just anybody who is listening to us liking the Burundi from... Clifton, just um, about raise it. From memory, and we'll pretend to yeah. surprise you next week. Maybe. Yeah, yeah. So going back to this decaf, then, uh, were you able to get the? Um, were you able to get the uh, the flavors out of it? I bought at the first shot. I was really blown away. I was really surprised. I got the fir- I I made the first shot, and I literally. I'm gonna read you my notes. Uh, very nice coffee, very sweet, nutty notes, thin mouthfeel though, and that's something that I, I will go back to. Uh, citrus finish, like it a lot. So that was my first impression of this coffee. It was really nice. Okay, and every time we we, we talk about um, yes. uh, about coffees, about what about what we like, what we don't like, I'm gonna have like a little disclaimer on there that yes. just says this is uh, our impression of what we you know whether we like something. And, uh, you know, I don't like mushrooms. Uh, and a lot of people love mushrooms. I don't like mushrooms. So if somebody was to invent a mushroom-flavored coffee, I would tell you it's disgusting. That does not mean the, the, the thing is disgusting. It just means I don't like it. Um, so I, I kind of want to say that because, yes, you know, I want to make sure that all of this stuff is subjective. 
But having said that, um, what we can do is we can talk about whether we were able to extract the flavors and 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 where, and what we thought about it generally um, and the region it came from and and, and <coughs> all the stuff surrounding it. So you 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 extracted it pretty fast, right? You you got and hit those flavor notes pretty fast. Is that right? right? Away, I was I was quite very surprised because normally what I do is I read the the, the tasting notes and mm -hmm. I generally just just you know turn my nose and like yeah I'm not gonna get it right away. It's gonna take a while. And this I made the coffee and it right away came out as it was and it was um, probably a little more towards the nutty flavor than than the rest. I couldn't. The, the, the citrus finish was a little um, a little faint, probably. But, um, yeah, it was interesting. One of the things is uh, I could never get, and this is something normally I look for in coffees, I could never get um, a very thick body, even though it looked like uh, thick when it poured out of the coffee machine, because, you, you know, you see that uh, very thin stream coming out. Mm -hmm. And you think, okay, this is going to be syrupy. It didn't. It didn't feel syrupy. And I think that has to do with the amount of fats that are present in the coffee. Uh, maybe. Which are probably washed away with the decaffeination process, which is, mind you, is not a fault. It's something that is it's a, uh, it's normal. The character of the coffee. Yes. But, but and also passing mm -hmm. it through a cycle, through a, a process that will wash away some of it. The good job that they've done, to, in my in my opinion, the good job that they've done here is that they've actually managed to deliver a, a coffee that has very interesting flavors. And uh, you, if I if I didn't know that this wasn't a decaf coffee, I wouldn't have known. No, I would have no idea. You could have totally fooled me. Uh, I have to say, so I had slightly different results from you, but on the on the on the mouthfeel, uh, it was like medium texture. It wasn't. Mm -hmm. It wasn't syrupy but it wasn't light either it wasn't thin um but i did run a couple of ristrettos and they were uh, much much thicker um so uh if i wanted the texture i would run a ristretto and uh, i probably slightly over extracted my ristrettos by putting too much coffee in there that might have also contributed to it but uh, <laughs> i drank the damn thing anyway and uh and loved it so i had um I would say the nuts were coming through third. Like I could definitely taste them, whether it's kershu or you know whatever other kind of nut. I don't know. It, it was definitely the nutty was there, but for me, the toffee was was front and center, and the citrus right up front. It wasn't like even, it wasn't even like a, on the follow through. It was like the citrus. You could I could taste it right up front. The citrus with the toffee, and 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 the nuts sort of underneath of it. It was it was really good. And as straight away, I, I find it very hard to mess it up. To be honest with you, yeah. It was, uh, I mean, I think the only time I messed up was when I made um, a more acidic coffee than usual, and it was because it was a rainy day and I didn't adjust the grinding. Yeah, yeah. So uh, you know what we're going to have to do? Uh, we should, we're going to have to wrap it up because we've been 15 minutes in, but we're going to have to, um, we're going to have to uh, do more decafs now. Now I'm fascinated. I just want to go yeah. back over. We're never going to finish these damn roasters. And now I want to go back to all the guys that we had before and, and uh -huh. try their decafs. Yeah, but actually, one of the things that actually we should say that is that a lot of uh, roasters nowadays, they actually do decaf uh, coffees. Well, I've heard that. I actually haven't checked to see the ones that we bought from before. They do a decaf. I've heard that they have a decaf. 
yeah. I, I would love to know that I don't see any reason why other than commercial reasons, why you couldn't have, you know, uh, different flavors of decaf or different, um, different, uh, different, different, um, different origins, but, but <clears throat> probably commercially it's not, not sensible, but I, I, I would expect most roasters to have a decaf on their menu. Most of them do. Um, some of the, uh, quite a few of the ones we, we tried, they do. And I normally, I normally order one bag of decaf for my wife. So I, I normally try to, br- I like to browse the ones, the ones we go through, the ones that I like particularly, yeah. and uh, and see if they have a decaf. Uh, quite a few of them actually did, and uh, I, I did try them on the side, and I was mm-hmm. I was quite impressed. Uh, they're quite quite good coffees. There is actually a company uh, that does only decaf coffee. Uh, and, is it uh, called the Decaf Coffee Company? No, it's called uh, Decadent Coffees. Oh, okay. And they only do decaf. Uh, they're very nice, very, very nice coffees. Uh, eye-watering expensive, unfortunately. Um, mm-hmm. they're, they're very expensive, but they're very good. And they're all uh, single origin. Um, you can actually tell any, any sort of uh, any sort of flavors in there. You can actually tell them. Uh, I think it's one of the few ones that have a Dominican coffee, but I'm not too sure about that because Dominican is extremely rare to find because they drink it themselves. They don't export wow. it. Wow. Well, talking about high coffees, you know, one of the ones I almost buy. I my finger triggered a, was my finger was over the the, the button. Uh, but I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. It's just too expensive. Was um, was on Clifton, and I tell you why it, they 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 got a coffee from Yemen, and mm-hmm. I tell you why that was interesting was because we did a story on Yemenese coffee, and um, maybe we didn't do a story. I think we were thinking about doing a story on it, but I couldn't get a unique enough angle from the other from the other news agents, so we didn't uh, news news sources, so we didn't do it. But uh, the Yemeni coffee was. Um, Yemeni coffee that they they are really having a good game at the moment in, in in coffee. They put a lot of investment in, yeah, and they're and they're like winning awards, um, some crazy awards out there as well uh, for the taste of their coffee. But it's like thirty quid for a two hundred fifty gram bag, wow. which wow. so for two of us would be sixty sixty quid. Uh, and I love just, you, Max, but you know, yeah, you we don't put a price in our relationship. It's sixty quid. So. <laughs> It's a very similar. Uh, it's very similar price to the to the Dominican coffees. If you look at them, you, you look at probably twenty pounds for a uh, small bag. Yeah, which is a shame because it's really nice. And I went to and I went on holiday in, in Dominican Republic, and I loved it. It's an amazing really? place to be. Oh yeah, they, they are lovely people. They, uh, and the food is amazing, and the coffee. The, the coffee that they have, oh my god! Really? They had really poorly trained um, baristas, and yet the coffee could would blow your socks away. So that wow. is something uh, that, that that I'm really looking forward to find. Anytime I can, I can. I want to. I want to get some. But anyway, going back to the decafs, I. One thing that I wanted to suggest to, to people in general is uh, uh, the decaf nowadays is not the same as it used to be, first of all. And just get into it. Try it. Yeah, definitely. Definitely, definitely give it a go. 
And uh, I've got no problems recommending the Clifton. My dad's actually got a new coffee machine. Uh, I told him he, he bought yeah. a Gaggia Classic. I'll be going down there next week to 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 help him uh, tweak it a little bit uh, so that it's it's set up right. He's got all the cleaning equipment as well. Um, and he was asking me like, what kind of coffees, what kind of beans should I get? And we talked, funny enough, about decaf as well because I said I was drinking some of that moment. And he had the same opinion as me, which is like, well, that decaf coffee is disgusting, right? And I said, no, actually, it's really good. And he was he, that to him was a game changer. He's like, well, then I can have it in the evening, and it's not going to stop me from sleeping. And I said, well, it, yeah, probably not. It's got a small amount of caffeine. All decaf yes. coffee has a small amount, but a, a very small amount. Um, but yes, yeah, so I'm going to recommend uh, to him the Clifton Coffee Roasters because why not? Um, mm-hmm. uh, it was absolutely delicious, and these guys. Uh, looking at the website, they they're very transparent about where they source their coffee from. They source ninety five percent of their coffees bought through in their their own direct relationships, and they get involved in projects. So they seem like good people, uh, yeah. and uh, it's not a bad place to start. But you know, like us, the funds and experimenting, right? Exactly. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So next week. Possibly, we'll either talk about the other Clifton, although it seems a little bit um, a little bit unfair to others that we give them two bites of the cherry uh, rather than rather than one. Or, or Max, uh, yeah. will we be ready to talk about the thing? I don't think we will because it, it's got to we've got to wait another week, haven't we, yes. before we start? Yeah. yeah, so maybe we will. Maybe we'll, or maybe I'll buy some more coffee. Um, it won't come through in time. We'll have to. Okay, we'll talk about the Burundi next week. We can also and do another technical. Buy some time. What? We can also do another technique, another uh, something about technical stuff. Technical stuff. Yeah, we could talk. Well, okay, but I have to. You know, I have to practice. Sorry. <laughs> what the hell was that? I stepped on the. Cat? <laughs> no, on the on the shredder. <laughs> on the shredder. <laughs> you put your foot in the shredder. Much yeah. Okay. <laughs> Try not to do that, Max. You might need no. both feet. You never know. I can, yeah. Um, actually, we could do next week. We, I would love to hear from Nick his opinions now on uh, heat exchanger machines. Oh, my heat exchanger machines. Okay. Yeah, we could do that. We could do that. Uh, it might be a short show. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is not going to be a, 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 another... Um, you know, and, and you know what we'll do? We'll, we'll talk. We'll talk about heat exchanging machines, and we'll bring up the Burundi. Yes. You know, so that way, uh, that we'll talk a little bit about that because that way, then at least I've I've got some value for my money buying that Burundi. Yes. All right, super, Max. Listen, it's uh, Sunday evening, so uh, I got to get the show knocked out. But you have a great evening. You too. <laughs> Thank I'm you. Bye.